that was perfect. All right. Yeah, okay, cool. I that think was we perfect. Got it. That was All perfect. Right, we got Excellent. It. Yes. Cool. cool. Hello we world, we're big gay nerds. <laughs> and we just we synced a recording. Oh my god, we did it. I'm so proud of us right now. Pop the bottles yeah, okay. already. It only yeah. took, it this only is took pilot four episode, hours to baby. make it work. All right. Okay, so uh, you probably want to know who these voices are. I'm Owen. Um, I'm going to be kind of helming this ship, at least for right now. And... I will give you my social media information, but my social media <laughs> presence right now is kind of sporadic. So, it's yeah. true. Very sporadic. <laughs> All right, then, uh, Levi? Hi. Hello, uh, I'm Levi. I I don't really communicate on social media so much as just, like, look at it like an aquarium, <laughs> and I don't really want people getting in contact with me. So. <laughs> Man, this we're is so gonna good be... at this. Yeah, yeah right? This is going to be the world's first big exposure to Levi. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lived right. in a cave for 25 years, and here I am. <laughs> All right, then. Sarah? Um, I actually do have a small, marginal social media presence. I also uh, co-host a video game podcast. This is my plug for it, where I sit around and I talk about a video game of choice every week, or ish. Uh, we call it The Gorge, um, and you yeah. should listen to it too, because I think we're pretty good at it. Um, mm -hmm. We're at The Gorge Podcast on Twitter, we have a The Gorge Podcast at Gmail email, and uh, I won't give you my personal Tumblr because it's really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to see what's on my personal Tumblr, because it's just like, boy, that's one weird chick. I'm okay with yeah. that. I'm okay with that, but you know, I don't, I don't need anybody else in the real world to realize like what kind of a person I am. So for now, let's <laughs> just stick with with the gorge stuff, and maybe I'll make a socially acceptable one later down the line. Yeah. <laughs> and then Saturn. Hi, I'm Saturn. You can find me uh, at Twitter at Hot Robots, and also on Tumblr at Hot Robots, where I basically just shit post, okay. and that's my life. Also, in the future, I will not sound like this. I literally just got a flu like a few days before this recording and I'm only now coming off it. So if you hear a future episode and it sounds like I have been replaced, I have just been replaced by a healthier version of me. <laughs> we got him in the vats right now. It'll be <laughs> yeah, time. they're cooking it up. <laughs> okay, so uh, what this is, um, this is an LGBT RPG podcast and it's going to be <laughs> a bunch of queer friends sitting around and we're playing these role-playing games, doing a tabletop. It's like a Let's Play without the video game. Right. Um, you know, the boring part of the Let's Play. Exactly. <laughs> it's, even, it's even more nerdy and esoteric, but that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. It turns out there's a market for that. Turns out. Um, gotta, gotta get that McElroy money, son. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, okay. that's, that's kind of how I got the idea. I was just listening to other people do uh, actual play podcasts as they're called and I was thinking man I like this and I also would like more excuses to just play tabletop with my friends Oh, absolutely. and then I realized that most of my friends are also pretty gay so I had a title <laughs> it's true <laughs> some um, things just work out so yeah. it's, it's and, very serendipitous yeah and um, unlike a lot of other um, 
actual play podcasts, we're not necessarily going to be sticking with one game for very long. Uh, the sort of model that we're working with right now is we'll do like a session of a game and we'll break that up into hour-long episodes and we'll cycle between both systems and a person who's running it pretty much uh, every time unless we get hooked on something but that's a basic idea you're gonna get kind of a potluck a variety hour right i mean there's gonna there isn't gonna be variety within each individual hour but each hour you're going to have a variety of hours (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) yeah exactly many many uh, a multitude of of hours a veritable uh canvas if you will of hours all yeah. different and, and beautiful and I don't know what I'm saying right now. It's <laughs> like if you go in to a job to work for a whole day and it's whatever. It's the same job the whole day. But then when you go the next day, it's a completely different job. Yeah. With yeah. all the same co-workers. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. I think this will be good for, uh... for this. <laughs> Well, you know, it's not work, is it? No, yeah. you're right. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's work. We're looking for ways to monetize. We've all, we've we have seriously considered selling out the first Ooh. possible opportunity. Absolutely, but, uh, if you do I need hear a sh- it. I'll take a sugar do daddy. Mail us money. Ooh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it took a great deal of a uh, of a uh, reservation not to just immediately break into uh, this podcast sponsored by Skittles joke. <laughs> but uh, but at anyway, the same time, you've heard I the would... rainbow now. Taste it. Oh yes. Oh, <laughs> I, I just Awful. got that. Fuck. And with that, we have officially we have officially prevented any chance we ever had of getting any kind of Skittle sponsorship. No. <laughs> oh, oh my man. sweet candy money! No, <laughs> we could get just that in, sweet it, Skittles green. It would have been just in time for Halloween too. Oh. <sighs> and I'm gonna be poor forever. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. at least you'll be poor playing tabletop games. I was already and poor playing tabletop games. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. the first system that we have lined up is Monster Hearts. Uh, it was designed by Avery Alder from the Buried Without Ceremony uh, publisher. So, um, just about everyone he almost everyone here has played it with me before so does anyone want to give a very quick summary of what monster hearts is uh, buffy the vampire slayer but with even more sex <laughs> um yeah that's it's personally an excuse to be like sad teenager power fantasy as far yeah, as i can tell exactly that's what i did anyway it, it is um, a young adult paranormal romance simulator. Let me just let me bring up let me bring up the website and find the like official list of inspirations. So they have here uh, for source material: Twilight, True Blood, Ginger Snaps, Jennifer's Body, Buffy oh, the Vampire Slayer. Called it. Um, yeah. Oh, I actually want to see Ginger Snaps. That's the werewolf one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jennifer's. Uh, if you've good. never seen Jennifer's body, you should see Jennifer's body. Oh my god, it's yeah, so good. I remember uh, being incredibly surprised by like how actually kind of decent of a movie that was. Oh, it's so great because it's like it's by the person. If you saw Juno, which is you know that Ellen Page movie, um, yeah. it's by the lady the who made Juno. Yeah, hamburger phone. It's written by the same person <laughs> who wrote Juno, except huh. it's, it's a horror movie 
kind of supernatural horror movie starring Megan Fox, and it's awesome. Huh? It's yeah. It's like it's it was one of those movies that like got totally betrayed by its advertising because oh, you kept mm. oh it's a horror movie, but it is very much like uh, I wouldn't compare it to scary movie, but it's very much a sort <laughs> of like comedy infused parody horror movie. It's like okay, mean, it's like actually... Mean Girls. It's Mean Girls, but um, yeah, with a horror twist. It's really awesome if you wanna if you really want like a good stupid horror movie this Halloween. So yeah, yeah. well. It's interesting you latched onto it because um, out of all these ones listed, which also includes uh, Misfits, The Vampire Diaries, An American Werewolf in London, Cursed, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, um, <laughs> out of all of these, um, they actually quote and reference a scene in Jennifer's body in like the yes! closing pages of the Monster Hearts book. So, so good. Th- they, so uh, Avery also thinks that it's the perfect fit. And I chose it because, one, it's a game that I really love because its mechanics fit the themes of it so well. It is very effective at just (laughs) making it so that when you play it, just by following the rules, you find yourself falling into this genre. And it's very good at that. And the other thing is it's probably the gayest RPG system I know. (laughs) Like, there are a couple contenders, but it's definitely up there. I mean, it's dealing about being a young person and not really knowing what's going on and the whole, like, am I a monster sort of thing, which isn't what I went through, but uh, it ties in very easily with queer themes, and it actually has like an entire two-page spread about using queer themes in the game um suggestions for how you can do that but it's not really something that we need suggestions for right because it's second nature (laughs) yeah yeah don't worry we've got this we've got this nailed down we've got this shit on lock (laughs) you're doing it um so yeah that is uh, yeah, that's my basic pitch for it. Um, okay. I've played it through a campaign once where I was um, a mortal who had fallen in love with this girl who turned out to be a witch who got in a lot of trouble because of various things, including mind control and like mummies and stuff. And it was really fun to play a guy who was just kind of this hapless sap stumbling through it all. Right. And also, well, yeah, you gotta be the uh, paranormal teen romance uh, exact, protagonist. Yeah, yeah. There is a <laughs> like there genre, is that genre is nothing without like a kind of lovable doof yeah. uh, helming it. Yeah. Um. And I ran a game the first time I ran Monster Hearts was for it was for something that Sarah and a couple other friends were in. What was that like? What kind of memories did you take away from that? Uh, it was awesome. I don't even remember what made us stop playing it. I think it was just that schedules kept, like, not lining up. Um, I think it might have been just a few things kind of coalesced. But my god, every, like, moment of the game that we were playing, I adored. Because, I mean, it was really just this, the, the quintessential, overly dramatic, extremely gay, uh, just teen drama sort of garbage where there was a big overdone party and you know I got to play I was playing like the chosen character and so who was being simultaneously flirted with by um 
the evil undead dude and the cool fairy character, fae character. Yeah. I loved it. Oh my god, I loved every minute of it. Are you kidding me? Um, I have well, fond, thank you. fond, I have fond, fond memories of that moment, and uh, especially of the car crash because it was so like, <gasps> you know, like that awesome gasping season finale moment. That's where right. You, where you're just yeah. like, oh my god, yeah, it was awesome. Felt great. Yeah. So. Though we know that wasn't the season finale because there is a season finale mechanic in this game. Oh yeah. Oh, for real? Great. Oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, um, once someone levels up enough, you automatically go into season finale mode. And uh, that's one of the things about the game, is that there are rules that I have to follow as the guy who's running it, as the Master of Ceremonies, MC, they call it. Um, uh, but once someone has leveled up enough, I'm kind of forced to uh, wrap up plot lines and that kind of thing and bring everything to a big conclusion. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. And I also did, like, a, I think it was a Halloween special one-shot that Levi was in. And yeah, I, know... I remember being in that. I had a ghoul. He was a child of Russian immigrants, big into, like, he wanted to make techno music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Techno so that was cool. Fun. Yeah, no, I'm into it. You know, ghouls have things to do, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hey. Some ghouls just want to listen to Skrillex. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge, man. Come on. <laughs> look, the undead, the, like, the undead love electric music, too. Like, harsh noise stuff, like, industrial, that sort of situation. Exactly. Oh. And <laughs> ghouls have dreams, too. They're just not very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> look. All I'm saying is, if you imply that he's into Rob Zombie because of his heritage, he's going to be very mad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to go on a little tangent before getting into Saturn's connection, um, the core of Monster Hearts is taken from another RPG called Apocalypse World by Vincent Baker. And that's a game about being in this kind of Mad Max post-apocalypse scenario, and it's very different in a lot of ways, but it borrows a lot of similar concepts in terms of mechanics and stuff. And Saturn's the only one here who has not played any Monster Hearts, but they are in an Apocalypse War game that I'm in the process of wrapping up. So, we almost uh, finished it, but yeah. scheduling conflicts belayed the the actual finale. Finale. Yeah. So, um, uh, what do you want to share about that? What really stood out to you? What do you want to oh, tell people about? Uh, I think my favorite uh scene was I've been playing a brainer in that game, which are sort of like uh these uh creepy psychics. Uh, basically, yeah. like Psycho Mantis from MGS One, kind of inspired. <laughs> You've um, been playing Castlevania. So, so the best as time. I've been uh, leveling that character, I've kind of been investing because there we don't have any like healers really uh, on our in our group. Mm. I kind of invested in some t in taking some healing skills and opened an infirmary. And there was an <laughs> extended scene where uh, we've had people in our settlement who are getting this like strange cough. And uh, we open them up and find out what was in them. It's like, oh, and Genome uh, decided to spring on me, like, hey, they have, they have trees growing in their lungs. What do you want to do about that? <laughs> and there was an entire extended scene of, like, all right, how can I operate these trees out of someone's lungs uh, with oh, post apocalyptic boy. technology? It was awesome. great. Oh yeah, God, and then another. Awesome. And then another player's character just walked in during that, like, hey, you've got to respond to. What the hell? 
<laughs> and you made a big ruckus, and then like I remember I had to roll a cool roll while doing that, not to not to mess something up. Yeah. And like it was just completely unfazed. <laughs> and it was doing surgery while being bothered by like this uh the other person's character is a sort of like military junta kind of like very dramatic leader type. Yeah. Is really good. I like that game a lot. It was it's a fun game. Stay cool while you've got your hands halfway in somebody's chest. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. cauterizing root systems out of their lungs. <laughs> yes, it's really good. No, it's Jesus cool, man. It's, it's cool. Don't worry. You'll be fine. It was rough. I took off the kid gloves on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I love stuff like that. My God. Uh, Genome kind of knows Genome Owen. Here we go. See? Yeah. Um, it's okay. We've all got these Internet names. handles. Um, yeah. Internet handles that I've spoken to you using that name for much, much longer. Um, Owen knows I'm kind of a junkie for like abuse in, in tabletop games. <laughs> I am. The more I'm like, you know, like when we were playing with Dag back in the day, like the one thing I really loved about playing Dag was an old GM of ours um, that I loved was that he really did just mount on the whole like, hey, you're all about to die. What now? Um, yeah. I'm a yeah. huge junkie for that just because I think it's that's the most fun part of any game is when it's kind of like down to the wire and you're either like you know you've got to either think cool or do something really really stupid either or and just pray it works out in the end you know what i mean so i love yeah, it that's yeah. also I love like it when the kid gloves come off that's yeah. also kind of what i like about these uh, world variant systems mm-hmm. is that uh, because character creation is like almost as a sort of like point of fact like tends to be very simple mm-hmm. uh you are like you're almost incentivized to treat player characters as like something that can be risked Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, for something like, you know, for Pathfinder, as much as I love Pathfinder, like, you have to put so much effort into, like, making and leveling a character yeah. that, like, it's really hard to, like, be like, all right, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do like it. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can't really kill anybody off willy-nilly in GURPS because, like, it takes 700 years to make a fucking character. If you kill, if you kill off one... It took me one, three days. <laughs> you just destroyed 72 hours of hard labor. How could you? You can't That's why that. I'm worried about running Shadowrun. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh wait! Oh, there we go. My computer. My computer just tried to go into sleep mode. What's wrong with you? No, oh, we're phew. still here. <laughs> okay. No, stay with me. We're not done here. That's our, that's our first negative comment. <laughs> your, your computer is already falling asleep on us. No. <laughs> All right. Well, let's keep things moving then. Get um, to it. So, uh, before we get into character creation, I want to lay out. Uh, the single kind of narrative conceit I have here. Monster uh-huh. Hearts is set up in such a way that a lot of what the setting is and just what kind of game it's going to be is really determined by the players. But I've got one little thing, which is Monster Hearts is generally set up on the assumption that you're playing high school students. I just want to move things up a notch or two. So we've got college freshmen. Mm-hmm. And my main reason for that is... Uh, first off, so that if we get into any, you know, quote-unquote adult themes, we'll have actual adult characters, mm-hmm. and it won't be as awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the other thing is that personal details here, uh, I was homeschooled for pretty much most of my uh high school equivalent education so I didn't really get quite that same experience and the kind of social world that is relevant to Monster Hearts of um, 
kind of coming into yourself and trying to negotiate your relationships with your peers for kind of the first time in a really meaningful way and the pressures exerted by that i didn't really get to that until college so right. it's something i feel like i'll be able to paint a more accurate picture that way yeah i feel that because um i mean we mentioned that before a little bit um like i didn't i mean i don't know if anybody ever really had like the the textbook and finger quotes if you can't you because you can't see me like the textbook movie kind of high school experience but um i definitely had your very normal college experience with a lot of like you know too much partying and and meeting weird Mm. people and all that strange shit for sure so uh, i think college is a bit more relatable to everybody i don't know yeah Mm -hmm. like i um went to a sort of magnet program for high school and the thing only had like a 60 students my age and because the conceit was uh doing college work while you're in while you were in high school and the yeah, charter program was actually at a college mm-hmm. i spent i the only like after uh, 10th grade i did not spend any class time with any of my uh classmates whatsoever yeah. so i did not have any kind of like experiences with peers of my same age right until i started studying for my bachelor's because when i was doing those college things like i was a i was you know a high school sophomore or whatever taking uh uh courses for my aa with a bunch of like <laughs> late 20 somethings like i can't relate to these people at all right. it wasn't until i started going for my bachelor's like oh hey i'm in class with people my age good yeah. finally <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> so yeah uh i gave everyone links to the uh the skins that's what they call the different uh kind of classes in this game everyone right. here has um <coughs> Instead of just starting with a blank sheet and filling everything out, there are different kind of character archetypes that you pick and then modify to suit uh, the particular manifestation of that archetype you're playing. Mm -hmm. And so we've got them lined up here, and as, uh, as I believe Levi mentioned when he opened up that link, the very first words on this document (laughs) when you open them up our sex move. <laughs> Every class That's has, my band name. Has their <laughs> sex move. That's all you need. That's really all you need to know about Monster Hearts, frankly, is like your bang feet. First <laughs> yeah. Thing. First thing, sex move. No big deal. So. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. For the record, I have played through Monster Hearts game with no one using those goddamn sex moves. <laughs> I don't um, think yeah, Apocalypse World has like equivalent things as well, and we haven't yeah. used them at all in the game I've been running with Genome. Yeah. Or think... Owen, excuse me. <laughs> I don't think we. Well, I don't know. Owen, did we use them at all in your uh, game? Or was it Gag? I, um, I don't think anyone actually used them. I believe at one point you were tempted to use yours because for the Chosen, it heals all of your damage. You got really fucked up at one point. Oh, because of the car wreck. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. were tempted to do a little literal sexual healing, but uh, this, I believe the players decided not to do it because right. it wasn't right for the characters at that moment. Right. Oh yeah, because it was uh, uh, Mercutio and yeah, her. Yeah. They were. They were. Yeah. Okay. You're right, man. Okay. Man, that was a good game. It was good. Yeah. I'm hoping we're we can. About it. Yeah. Okay. We haven't talked about it for a while, but yeah, okay. Um, so we've got these guys, and the book suggests that as kind of an icebreaker, 
Uh, each skin has a little bit of like flavor text next to the character portrait. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that everyone goes around in a circle and each one reads the next uh, skin's flavor text in oh their most God. melodramatic voice. Do we want to do that? Or uh, could we skip over it this time? It depends. I say, I hope no one's playing The Chosen or The Fae. Ted's going to do a monologue. Yeah, oh, they yeah. do get kind of... Be- yeah, yeah, the idea is you go through all of them. So The ghost really gets oh, okay. shafted on that. There's a ton yeah, of characters. Yeah, yeah okay, how let's many just... Car- how many skins there were in this game? Like, I'm scrolling through and I'm like, what the fuck? It doesn't end. Um, yeah, they've added more since then. Like, there are some fan-made ones, and oh, really? I think there's some you have to, like, sort of pay for... But um, <laughs> on the website, they have up the Serpentine, which is basically about playing a reptilian. Here. Oh, excellent. <laughs> like oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on a second. I need to pull up the website for Monster Hearts. Yeah, let me... I, I, can, I, I can link you right there. And oh, perfect. Because I might need to look at that skin sheet. Yeah, oh it's, it's, under, it's under free downloads. Um, oh, good. Oh, my God. Play the Lizard um, Man. Um... I've been obsessed with this idea because in the most recent Pathfinder bestiary, uh, it added a couple of playable races, and one of them are just shape-shifting reptilians uh, on a secret mission from their home planet to uh, <gasps> infiltrate to uh, like the... invest to infest the uh, the governments of Galarian yes! to prepare for an invasion <laughs> from the reptilian world. Yes! Wow, <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about reptilian uh, player characters uh, since that came out a few oh months ago. Oh my god, yes. Okay, well, um, if you if you want dibs on the Serpentine, then then I can't stop I'll you. I'll think about it. But, There's um, some other good ones in there, too. So instead of reading everything out, let's just do a quick review of what they have here. There's the Chosen. Uh, Sarah played that before. It's basically being the Buffy. Right. I feel like the first paragraph of each, like, playing the section is a lot a more succinct sort of description. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Powerful, vengeful, conflicted, masochistic. The Chosen is a monster slayer who finds themselves drawn to the darkness. Basically, it was me tanking yet again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sarah always gets drawn to the real combat monsters, and despite being the only human in the game, she was definitely a combat monster. (laughs) I can't help myself! I love tanking. It's so much fun. Uh, then you've got the Fey, um, alluring, exotic, fickle, vengeful. The Fey is all about extracting promises and wielding fairy vengeance when the p- these promises are broken. Fairy I don't think vengeance. I've ever been in a Monster Hearts game where someone didn't pick the Fey. It's a very appealing skin. <laughs> and this is also a good point to point out. Uh, on the sheets, it has a list of origins. And they're really flexible with how you want to interpret each of these concepts. Like, a fae could be someone who's literally from the fae realm. They could be a human with fae ancestry. Um, They could be someone who is, like, touched by fairy magic or who stole it from the fairy realm. So there are a lot of different ways you can interpret this. I I just want to point out that the term fairy vengeance is probably one of the more ridiculous... Like, somehow both really ridiculous sounding and, like, deeply threatening phrases you'll ever actually hear. You're like, fairy vengeance, that sounds stupid. And then you think about it for a minute, and you're like, oh, maybe we should They're gonna steal your firstborn, man. Yeah, you know, I've heard enough, I've heard enough, like, kid stories to know, like, maybe don't piss off fairies. 
So, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, carry on. Sorry, I just like was thinking about that. I'm like, no, man, it's really it's weird. Good. It's that, it's that banter <laughs> that we need to keep keep alive. Otherwise, Sick why do, why do I even need you guys? Yeah. Sick bands, mm. lads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm char- I'm paying you by the band. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Oh my god! Never shut oh up! Oh no, man. I'm not I'm not getting any money this cast. Yeah, right? Oh I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. Well, uh, got all that for dinner again. Got all that sweet Vance green. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh then we have the ghost, tormented, insecure, in intuitive, fickle. The ghost is all about channeling past trauma, seeing people's true selves, and having spooky powers. Okay. Happy Halloween. So yeah, relatable. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're starting with the Halloween special. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, the go- the ghost. One of the important things about being a ghost is like people can see you and interact with you and stuff. So. Right. Uh, you're I, not you're I not really just full Casper. The uh, the flavor text on the yeah. ghost page just says ghosty ghost. You're dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like almost all these other classes have these really long melodramatic paragraphs and ghost gets two sentences and four words total it's great <laughs> yeah. Love I, it. I always read that in kind of like a horror movie nursery rhyme kind of thing oh like God. ghosty ghost oh, okay. you're dead <laughs> we just need a bunch of small children chanting it now <laughs> that's gonna right? be one of our like uh Patreon rewards. Yes! At this level, we can unlock the small child choir. <laughs> we will hire a local choir of small children to repeat things ominously for us at our yeah. command. Admittedly, it will make the recording architecture incredibly complicated, which is why we have to open a Patreon specifically for that. Gotta get a sound booth. Money, we can, if you pay us enough money, we can all just like record this in the same room. Uh, yeah. once a month, and you just have to pay for the airline fees, so that's what we need to pay <laughs> yeah. for, right? Or that sweet yeah. Skittles money. <laughs> yeah, come on, Skittles, we're right here. <laughs> yeah, it's not too late. Uh, <laughs> coming, then, to you, coming to you live from the Skittles recording studio. <laughs> <laughs> from Skittles Stadium. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, uh, then we have the ghoul Cold, unwavering, hungry, the ghoul died and came back with dulled emotions and a hunger for human flesh. A little asterisk there, it doesn't have to have hunger for human flesh. I believe oh. Levi's character... Also, yeah. I think I had either a chaos... I think it was like power. Yeah, it was power. You were power Which was hungry. fun because he was just like some scrawny dude with a weird accent that made yeah, exactly. like, horrible music. Yeah. <laughs> um... I must rule the world with my terrible Russian techno. <laughs> your hunger for human flesh is just a hunger to have a loyal workforce at your beck and call. <laughs> I feel like you can take liberties with the definition of human flesh. Yeah. The ghoul benefits from being disaffected and malicious. Yeah, that, that's generally how they work. They're kind of the bad guys. They also have a power they can take. We'll talk about powers and stuff a bit later, but... They have a thing they can take just right out the gate where you can't die. If you die, you just come back. Oh my god. It's well, just right there in convenient. front of you. That's yeah. Nice. The thing about Monster Hearts is that it makes it very clear that, like, fighting and not getting killed and getting loot and stuff is really not important here. The important thing here is drama. So a character coming back to life isn't necessarily the most game breaking thing. 
Right. Their sex um, move, however. Yeah, the sex move is <laughs> vital. Um, the ability There's to change your school builds here. Yeah. Um, there's the Infernal, powerful, desperate, addicted. The Infernal has a demonic sugar daddy, someone who wants them, <laughs> who gets them things they want at a price. I am eyeing that. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's, like, themes of addiction and dependency and all that. There's a lot of options, and it would give me a lot of option to be able to play a demonic sugar daddy. So. <laughs> ah, there's, there's a phrase you don't hear every day. <laughs> Is it? That, you're well, right. Maybe not in your days. <laughs> yeah, when you live in Alabama, so, you don't hear the phrase, you know, a demonic sugar daddy very often. But I guess you, like, you know, godless northerners probably would. Some people live life to the fullest. <laughs> <laughs> then, we have, I think, one of my favorite skins conceptually, which is the mortal. Vulnerable, codependent, magnetic, beautiful. The mortal is all about benefiting from codependency and racking up experience. You're basically playing Bella Swan. I was about to say that exact phrase, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you pick a true love, which can be an NPC or can be a PC. Um, and a lot of the stuff revolves around being in this relationship with someone that maybe isn't like the best relationship. And you might make a lot of bad decisions, but the mortal where they really shine is just racking up experience. So the idea is you're kind of growing from these bad choices and bad experiences. Yeah, I was so. reading over the mortals page a little, and um, I mean, I don't. It's a kind of an interesting concept because it's very just like you're, you're kind of like really at the whims of other players, but at the same time. Mm -hmm you kind of gain a weird sense of, like, manipulation over all of them. Um, yeah. I dig it. I think it's a very interesting idea. I don't know if I'll play it, but uh, I like the concept for sure. Yeah. yeah. And a uh, neat thing about them, it only just kind of struck me, is because a lot of their stuff revolves around literally getting in-game experience, and since getting experience is what leads to things like the season finale, that kind of puts them as a pace setter, basically makes them the protagonist. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As is appropriate for their uh, right for their completely mortal origins. Exactly. They, get, they sort of get everything revolving around them. Yeah. For good Sp and not good. Speaking <laughs> of everything revolving around you, the next up is the queen. Oh yeah. Commanding, irresistible, bitchy, sexy. The queen is about turning clicks and popularity into weapons. Yes. Yes. Oh so, my god. It's like the only gendered title, but obviously you don't have to play a girl if you're taking that route. Yeah, you can be a jock queen, it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so you get to you get to choose NPCs they have around as your gang, and uh, you know, they're always kind of hovering next to you, repeating words you say, probably. Your satellites, and yeah. Exactly, yeah. You're the popular girl. You're like the right. one you're like the one person who starts off not at the weird loser table. And you still might end up at the weird loser table, but... But like, you keep hanging out with these weird losers. <laughs> yeah. Just turn the rest of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's the vampire. I see manipulative, pretty, hypnotic. The vampire is about emotional entrenchment and emotional dominance. Uh, they also have the only sex move that revolves around not having sex. 
When you deny someone sexually, gain a string on them. When you have sex with someone, lose all strings on that person. So, the vampire benefits from being withholding. And that's an interesting thing, and I feel like it was definitely inspired by Edward Cullen. Yes, it was. Like, 100%. (laughs) The abstinent vampire. Oh, I guess that makes sense, though. Kind of like yeah. <laughs> oh, that Mormon sex pot. Uh, yeah, I, I just cannot help but imagining people take that and playing that as like someone who just refuses until marriage. Like, nope, nope. sorry, <laughs> I've got my purity ring on. Not until you become my bride <laughs> of the dam. My finger, but what can you do? <laughs> if you like it, then you better put a ring on it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's a that's really I'm not OP, picky, but if you get me something with a crucifix on it, I will die. So please don't. <laughs> An important thing to note, again, as we're going through, uh, a lot of different ways to interpret each of these things, and uh, for the vampire, there is a thing you can take that revolves around the whole need to get permission to go indoors and all that, but by default, things like weaknesses and powers are left unwritten, so it's something you can decide as you're making your characters uh, what kinds of powers and weaknesses you have. I like that. Yeah. Next up, and also relevant to that, is the werewolf passionate, violent, muscular, fickle. The werewolf is all about using physical violence and transformation to get what it wants. Hmm. And, yeah. That's... Oh, oh, my name is under one of the example names. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would uh, not describe myself as any of those adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe fickle. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, th- there are actually, like, prepackaged names that you can pick for character, and as always with these things, you're free to go off the list. They also have a list of, like, <laughs> generic types of names. Like, for a werewolf, it includes, like, tough name, a name that evokes the full moon. So you can just go with that. But And you skipped a trailer park name. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I think, I'm sorry. Maybe that's, how, maybe that's how I got on there. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. I love, it. I love a trailer park name. Jim, Jimmy Bob the Werewolf. <laughs> Hello, I'm a werewolf. My name is Cletus. It's got Tucker on here. Yeah. Got Cassidy. And don't then, ask me about any of the names I have tattooed on my pecs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, rounding things off, unless we do go with the serpentine, which you know what I should I should bring up the thing for that just to. I have that open already. Okay, I yeah, am very it, attached. <laughs> um, then we have the witch, manipulative, secretive, judgmental brooding. The witch is all about casting silent judgment and powerful hexes from the safety of her own bedroom. And if there are any of these that correlated to the kind of person I was in college, it's definitely the witch, because I spent a whole lot of time just sitting in my wor- room, just kind of hating people. <laughs> oh, oh no. I, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. That's fine. It's just really sad. No. Um, <laughs> it got weird. better. <laughs> I spent a while being kind of misanthropic in uh, uh, my college experience. Uh, and so was actually where I first started playing tabletop games, so yeah. it was an easy way to drag me out of my own social bubble. Um, like, I mean, same here. If I didn't have that, I would have just it would feel oh, miserable. Off, it but luckily, on Earth. that's where I got introduced to World of Darkness, which was kind of the gateway drug to <laughs> things like this. Yeah. World of Darkness. That, like, yeah, it's definitely like the marijuana of like of <laughs> like you know of tabletop games of weird spooky tabletop games because you're like, exactly. man, this is kind of like 
esoteric and odd, and then suddenly, like, you need something harder, like, you're, like, itching, like, uh, like, Tyrone <laughs> and, da- and Dave Chappelle, y'all got any more of that creepy, y'all, uh, you know, like, God, <laughs> like, a hundred percent, suddenly World of Darkness just isn't esoteric and creepy enough, now we've got to play a game with actual sex moves, and it just gets worse from there, frankly. <laughs> uh, I think, actually, now that you mention it, now I'm thinking about it, World of Darkness is, for certain, the literal first RPG that Owen ever, that Owen ever GM for me in the yeah. first RPG I ever played. <laughs> so you know what? You're not wrong. You're really not wrong at all. Yes. Up until then, I had just been doing uh, GURPS and Dungeons & Dragons 4th Edition. So I was like... Wait. Oh, God. It, in this narrative, I was like the good Christian boy with like the vest and bow tie. This is the beginning of your redemption Owen, arc. <laughs> oh my God! I think the first game I ever played with you was World of Darkness. Like, yeah, where, that was... Where pro- I was your first piece, like the first time of the game you ever ran... I yeah, think it was yeah. World of Darkness. It, it it might have been a later one. I forget, but no, yeah, but I yeah. Think- we only ever um we only ever did I think like one or two sessions before this of of World of Darkness in mine. I but, did uh, a slightly but- longer one with her and some other people. But, yeah, yeah, before uh, you told me a serpentine is a thing, part of me was considering just like reviving my original World of Darkness character <laughs> as a more interesting human. <laughs> oh no! Uh, no, but I really think, remember- I think no, no. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no! I was just I was just trying to remember back. Oh, you remember the first game of yours that I was in? Um, let me think. Actually, it was. It's it's just it's sort of adjacent, but still like White Wolf. Like we actually met. He was going to be a character in one of my Exalted games. That yeah, never that's really how we off. met. I sort of uh, got this distracted. Is... I got distracted by Owen, and I never really went anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But... This is. I don't think we actually <laughs> disclose this up until this point, but Levi and I are we're dating. We live together. Oh, yeah, it's cute. That's cute. <laughs> Very cute. As I recall, your first anniversary of living together was just a few days ago, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cute, you guys. First of the month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so guys. I met I met Levi when I was rolling up my uh, lazy barbarian who could turn into a giant sloth. <laughs> <laughs> how romantic! How could, yeah. how could you possibly re- resist a man like that? Well, I guess I couldn't. couldn't. Yeah, exactly. It worked. <laughs> And I can resist a guy who was like, hey, you want to play as a giant sloth man? (laughs) He gave me those opportunities I never had before. He opened up a whole new world. (laughs) So yeah, uh, let's start... You can can have your own uh, magical castle in this system. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You want want a cult? You can have some worshippers. Man, you know how much I love it when a system gets really, really complex. <laughs> you can have whatever you like. <laughs> oh, boy. Thanks, yeah. I love when a fight takes six and a half hours. <laughs> There's nothing uh. sexier than when you've got to manage people. Ooh, baby, talk to me more. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, what, what was the first game of years that I was actually in? I think it might have been the pirate game for Pathfinder. Oh. Was it? Yeah. I've, I keep hearing whispers of that pirate game. It kind of like, floundered. Aw, oh, that's unfortunate. It, but yeah. Harley, I mean, Har- Harley was, Harvey was pretty great. I mean, I loved Harvey my was character. Fun. I loved You've my got experience. Yeah. I gave you bonus experience for making a character question her sexuality, so I think it's appropriate subject matter for this podcast. It absolutely <laughs> was. I was very proud of that. So, you know, yeah. um, but otherwise, you know, 
It was okay. It had, I think it, it had a huge party. I think that was kind of the, its downside. Yeah, yeah. We had like six people in that game, and mm-hmm. six is too many, I think. Yeah. Um, like four to five, like three to five, and five kind of sometimes constrain it, if you know. Especially yeah. on like a like a Skype style. If you were talking, yeah, it'd be different. Definitely. But yeah, yeah. Um. Any, anyways, anyways, uh, characters. We're not talking about Pathfinder. We're talking about monster. Yeah. Rights. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, actually, you know what? Since we didn't go over it, uh, Saturn, tell us what you got with the Serpentine. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, the Serpentine. Tethered, confused, mesmerizing, vicious. The Serpentine <laughs> belongs to a territorial family, one that's both self-nurturing and self-devouring. <gasps> They're treated like a pawn, used to regain the family's former glory. Failing Dynasty is a source of a lot of drama for the Serpentine. Embrace the idea of familial conflict. <laughs> oh my god, you could totally play this as like a lizard redneck if you wanted. God. <laughs> but yeah, the idea with the Serpentine is that uh, they are the descendants of a family that used to be in power, uh, used to be like a leading thing, and are now just kind of struggling to, make, to retain relevance, if nothing else. Oh my god. Also, and their sex move is when you have sex with someone, they become a part of the failing dynasty. Oh my yeah. god. And I'm not exactly sure what that is. But it sounds like it's a lot of familial drama, yeah. so I'm kind of down. <laughs> yeah, and also to clarify, you are like a snake person, but you've got oh, some yes. kind of disguise. I very much are. Yes. Oh my god, that's amazing. So yeah, a lot of potential there, and I feel like I'm not gonna keep you away from that. If you want to just put your foot down and say that's what I got, then that's what you got. I want to wait and see what everyone else is gonna do first, because I'm like, as much as I like it, I am still like have ideas for some other vanilla classes as well, so... Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll think on it more, though. Alright, so, uh, for you two, uh, what are you looking at right now? Um, how about you, Levi? Um, Infernal looks good. I'm mm. always drawn to Ghoul. Ghoul's fun, in my experience. Yeah. I'm, not, but, uh, I'm not really sure. I'm just like... I'm kind of I'm leaning a little towards vampire. Vampire can be fun, definitely. But I, I don't know. I don't want to immediately start tanking, but I also kind of want to immediately start tanking so everybody just kind of knows what they're getting into. So it's yeah. like a toss up between like werewolf and vampire. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I'm uh, also like, looking at the queen. I'm just wondering if I have the chops for it. Mm. The the queen chops. Yeah. Uh, you have to be a, a truly special level of, of complete and total bitch <laughs> to, and, to play oh. the queen. <laughs> well, I'm set then. Yeah. Um, an, yeah one important fun. thing. One important thing to note: the queen is presented as kind of like a mortal by default, but some of the s- listed origins are a cult leader, and firstborn of the hive mind, and source of the infection. <gasps> so your clique can be kind of like a cult or even like a resident evil cult and there's a move you can take for like having telepathic connections with your uh minions oh my god that's amazing i didn't notice that and that gives me a lot of interest in the queen as well there's a lot of class in here that i had to play so this is exciting oh that's so awesome i didn't realize you could play it as like the literal leader of a cult that's amazing yeah, yeah. Um, it can also be presented as, like, a gang, or, like, as you said, it could be, like, a jock, so a sports team or something like that. Um, <laughs> or, like, a gang leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, one of the options is that they have, um, like, guns. Or, alternatively, the, alternatively, one of the resources uh, they could have is listed as money and designer drugs. 
awesome. Isn't that a song? I feel like that's a Maybe. line I've heard in a song. I think it's a Panic at know. the Disco li- lyric, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of stuff from this, this book sounds like Panic at the Disco lyrics. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Definitely going to throw on my, like, scene music playlist. Yeah. I do fully intend on making some really tacky playlists for, like, every character. Oh my God, I listened yes. to the entirety of an MCR album before starting this. Oh, oh God. I've never been zone. so heartbroken when I heard they weren't getting back together. I'm a 28-year-old uh, so woman, and I was in tears when they're like, no, 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 it's just for, like, the, the Welcome to the Black Parade 10th anniversary. And I was like, why would you do uh, this to me, Gerard Way? <laughs> I'm too busy writing Doom Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> look, I know you're good at comic books, man, but come on, I'm dying here. No, but look at this theater. thing with the Euro. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so um, yeah, we got some strong contenders. Everyone here is looking pretty like malicious by default, and I kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, it's just gonna be a bunch we, of villain games every single time. Yeah. Next time we're playing mutants and masterminds, where everybody <laughs> will be a bad guy yet again. Oh yeah, just well, wait till I get access to a class. of your class is if you kill every single other person in the class, so. <laughs> uh, as soon as there's a priest class, I'm all, I'm all over it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. I mean, uh, the witch, uh, one of the, like, it lists, like, Wiccan shamanistic as, uh, angles you can take with that, so. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a little priestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the uh, Dabbler origin because it reminds me of uh, Reagan from Monsecco uh, yeah. 100. Oh, yeah. It's like someone who does not believe in it at all and is like, wait, hold on. Hold on a minute. <laughs> uh, hmm. That's. Yeah. I don't think I can necessarily place Mob as any one of these skins, but the narrative <laughs> does kind of fit the themes. God. Oh god, I've, I started getting caught up. I mean, we could, we can't get off to, on too much of a tangent here, but I got to like episode <laughs> eight uh, oh. yesterday, and I'm just like rolling on the floor. I'm finishing it tomorrow. Um, okay, good. Cause oh god, it's, a- it's so good, you guys. Okay, oh, yeah, this is our this is our uh, one episode anime plug. Mob Psycho 100, real <laughs> oh, good. Oh my god, it's real good. It's pretty alright. This is the pitch for our uh, anime uh, offshoot. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta expand the brand. Exactly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, next thing you know, we'll be taking sweet, sweet Crunchyroll money to uh, to do an anime podcast, right? That's how this works. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Sponsored by Crunchyroll. Um, I don't know. I'm really am leading toward the, the either the werewolf or the vampire. I'm leading. I'm le- I'm more toward vampire. Okay. Because I don't know. Sounds kind of interesting. Vampire's fun. Uh, let's look a little bit at some of the details. So, okay. um, oh, uh, one important thing, along with the sex move, in fact, listed right under sex move, so you can tell how important it is, mm-hmm. uh, every character has a darkest self, and this is something that can be activated uh, sometimes if you get a roll wrong or uh, just if certain circumstances come up, and it basically forces you to role play in a certain kind of self-destructive way. And mm-hmm. it always has a certain escape clause. So, for the vampire, when you go into your darkest self, you're basically you become the monster. Is usually how this works. So, right. 
Everyone is your pawn, your plaything. You hurt them and make them vulnerable for sport, like a cat does with a mouse. You feed to the point of death whenever you're alone with someone, and though you take your time, you escape your darkest self when you're put in your rightful place by someone more powerful than you. Hmm. So, really? uh, I dig it. There, uh, one thing I remember when we were in your game is your uh, Chosen got into her darkest self, and so that made her unable to back down from a fight and, like, rejecting yeah. help. I think and that's kind of how I ended up getting in that car crash. Uh, <laughs> I, th I think that was at a different time. Okay, it's been a while, yeah. It's okay. Um, but to get out of that, you had to be saved by someone, and to do that, uh, Mercutio, your fey friend... Uh, activated a power to teleport oh, yeah. you to the fairy world, but to do that she needed to get a string on you, which I'll explain in a bit, and so she rolled to turn you on, and so we had this gay love confession to power a magic portal, and that's why I like Monster Hearts. <laughs> a gay love confession powers a portal to the fairy to world the fairy realm. to keep yeah. your friend from acting so completely self-destructive. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, really. Yeah, it is. And again, it was, is awesome. it would just happen because, according to the rules, that was the best way to resolve that conflict. So Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Th that's something uh, to keep in mind. Uh, your darkest self when you're looking at guys. Um, yeah, and you know what? While I'm at it, just while we're looking at things, might as well explain strings. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, about that. We'll deal with that a little bit later. There's a specific part where we distribute them, but strings are uh, basically units of emotional leverage. You give them or receive them from people, and you can do that with both PCs and NPCs. And then when you have a string on someone, you can spend it to, by default... Uh, like gain a bonus on someone if you have it on a PC you can spend it to like make them do something for you you can't force them to do anything but you can say hey do this and I'll give you a point of experience so you can uh, spend the resource in that way um, and of course NPCs can gain them on you and spend them to put you at disadvantage and it can also be used to fuel some uh, supernatural abilities like the Infernal has this whole big mechanic based around all of its powers are pretty much powered by giving strings to your uh, Dark Master. And oh, so wow. giving more control over it to them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And, yeah. Man, okay. Hmm. I don't know. I still am just kind of like... I think I am leaning toward the vampire. I don't know, just because it seems okay. a little bit different... Yeah, it's strong, sure. it's iconic. Um, I've only been in one game with a vampire, so that was interesting. Yeah, and it's kind of like, it's not exactly tanking, so I wouldn't be playing like the yeah, werewolves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are in a... There are... Yeah. There are actually... There are only four stats in Monster Hearts. Um, they are hot, cold, volatile, and dark. Okay. And everyone only has uh, four hit points, so... Okay. It's interesting. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. But yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's settle on that. Why not? Let's do it. I'm not gonna overthink okay, it. Okay, cool. So there's there's Vampire. one locked in. Let's let's lock that one in and just call it a. We'll, we'll go Chunk. with it. We'll roll with it and just see how see how the chips may land. Um, Stone cold lock of the century. Yeah, of the let's week. do it. <laughs> of the week. <laughs> <laughs> For the game. Uh, so yeah, I guess 
uh, Saturn's. Are you gonna go with? What do you What do you think, dude? I am right now between uh, the Serpentine, just because I appreciate uh, everything about that, mm-hmm. but also the idea of the Queen as a cult leader. Mm-hmm. The Queen is the Queen is good. Yeah, I, I think oh, the Queen man. is the only skin I have never seen in use out of the core ones. It, yeah, well, it's hard because it seems like all their moves are very much dependent on their click. Yeah. And that's a lot of extra role-playing <laughs> to do as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think I am going to go... Actually, the, Ser- the Serpentine seems really complex with all the family dramas, so I think I might actually go with the Queen. Okay. Okay. That's fair. And uh, something... Worst case scenario, I'm sure I can add flavor. Yeah, yeah. And something to note... Uh, you pick moves from your playbook, but as you level up, uh, like you did with your brainer, you can get moves from other people's playbooks. So anyone can get powers from anywhere, pretty much. But it God, does it does limit oh. what you start with. Really? So like, yeah. So if you really wanted to tank, you could make your vampire uh, pick up the ghoul never die power. So. Oh, that's awesome! I didn't realize that. Oh man, that's dope. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. I'm into it. I'm into it, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Okay, cool. And so, yeah, Levi, are you uh, sold on Infernal, or is there something you're torn between? Um, I think, I think I'm going to go with Infernal for this one. Okay, cool. So we have a Serpentine, an Infernal, and oh, a, a Vampire. Queen. A Queen. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Queen. Yeah. yeah, the Serpentine seems a little complex for okay. me. That, I've never you know, played this game before. That's fine. So. We're sticking to the vanilla, then. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, Serpentine, another day. It yeah. might also take moves from you. We'll yeah. see. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I want to take that power for unhinging my jaw. That seems really useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having a queen who can unhinge their jaw, just like... Ah. It's a power move. Yeah. That's how you establish dominance. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's She'll eat you up, literally. Yeah. <gasps> uh, Mm. Uh, like that horrible part of American Gods. Never mind. Um, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> so yeah, uh, um, so yeah, let's uh, let's go one by one and basically pick what there is to pick. So uh, for yeah, let's let's do like you can look at your thing in the meantime and reach some decisions. But so just going uh, alphabetically with the infernal. Do you want to get one of the names from the list or? provide one of your own um I like Mark on there just cause that is like one of the apostles that tickles yeah. me that's a good one plus it's and, just like a real simple name yeah exactly it's me Mark the Infernal <laughs> <laughs> like I see like Damien and Baron and Ophelia yeah. and Poe on there and I'm like nah yeah like a build a vampire from True Blood. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then there's your look, which is one of my favorite little details because I think this really shows just how familiar these guys are with the genre. Um, you pick a word that describes your overall look, and then you pick a phrase to describe your eyes specifically. Yes! Because if there's oh, God, one yes. detail... If there's one detail that's important in young adult paranormal romance, it's your eyes. Of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Should we have, like, long, flowery language describing the color of every character's eyes as well at some point? Be like, you might want to. They're intense, you could use... They're intense 
glittering cerulean blue eyes like hey if you want to use that if you want to use that to turn someone on that yeah awesome oh god, god. too much power so yeah too much power uh, for me which of these looks do you think would suit what you have in mind for mark uh i'm really the uh the stats gets and just the powers and stuff i want to go with the vicious Ooh. Okay, yeah, that's good. You're kind, Ooh. yeah, you're kind of like lean and mean. And then what about yeah. the eyes? Burning eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, really building up a really concrete image already. I mean, like we joke about this, but this it's a, a really effective man. way. It's an effective way of communicating what the character's deal is. Yeah. yeah and then uh. For origin, you got a couple different chances. Uh, battered soul, last chancer, returned. I assume that means like you died and then you came back uh, having made a deal with whatever your sponsor is. Emissary, legion. So like if you wanted, you could be a mortal who made a deal with the devil, or you could be like a demon who has a superior that you're answering to. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Um... I'm already sort of thinking ahead to, like, the dark power stuff. I want to go with, uh, like, Lackey. Okay. Like, this is a... This began as a voluntary sort of arrangement. Right. But you're not really high... You're not high-ranking. You're not, like, the emissary of your dark power. No. You're yeah, just not kind the, of them. Not the chosen, not a barter. Just sort of started as, like... Uh... Yeah, he just wanted wanted to work for some demons, and exactly. it uh, and it happened. Unfortunately, yeah. well, what a, that, that's a, that's a good way to survive college, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I made a deal with the devil to pass my exams, and now look at where I am. How else am I gonna <laughs> afford these textbooks? <laughs> I mean, the ones he gave me do kind of hunger for my soul. They got some faces on the front, but they it is legitimate algebra text in there. I like the idea that he found a bunch of like. Satanist angel fire sites, <laughs> <laughs> like the ones that are, are always talking about, like Kundalini and stuff. Yeah, you know, like the weird, uh, oh. sort of like the sort of like the witch dabbler. He's like, yeah. sort of got into the occult and into the sort of weird theistic Satanist part. Excellent. So then, um... and it made him buff. So right, like, yeah. Really, everything worked out. Got him ripped as shit. That's awesome. <laughs> I made a deal with the devil, and now I have muscles. <laughs> it's like that SpongeBob thing. We're <laughs> king of the beach now, motherfucker. <laughs> now I'm a huge jerk, and everyone loves me. <laughs> yes. God. So, uh, for your stats, uh, the infernal starts out with hot at minus one, cold at minus one. Uh, Volatile at one and dark at one, and you can choose to add one to any of those. So either get a two in one of your stats is already a one, or level out one of those minus ones to zero. So, my first choices are hot and volatile. But so the main question I have to help uh, narrow it down is, what does gaze into the abyss do? Because um, gaze into the abyss—it's something dark. everyone can do. It is actually. Um, it's very similar to Apocalypse World's uh, Open Your Brain to the Psychic Maelstrom. I am and not familiar with that. I know. I was oh, just that's saying a fun one. Um, 
It's basically one where you're kind of exposing yourself to dark visions that I that you can use to like get information about what's really going on, get kind of uh, MC secrets <laughs> that way. And different characters are probably going to do this differently. I like to think of it in terms of like in these books, everyone's always having dark dreams and stuff. But in mm -hmm. your case, it could literally mean like communing with your master or something like that. Okay. So it's a little bit it's a little bit more nebulous than than the other stuff, really. Yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, dark also gets used to power a when you have to roll with like a supernatural move. Dark gets used for that a lot. But I'm looking right now, and I don't think that actually includes any of the infernal ones. So. Okay. So I'm still pretty much thinking hot or volatile. Okay. Yeah, uh, hot is uh, it's the charisma and stuff, and yeah. volatile is for either it's any physical like actual thing. physical violence and yeah, like exactly. Fleeing. Exactly. So basically, I'm trying to wonder, trying to figure out how much I want to like turn people on. <laughs> yeah. And how much I want to focus on beating the shit out of them. Mm. <laughs> That's a good point. I've usually. I'm used to seeing Infernals as kind of uh, charmers and seducers in that kind of way, but having one who's just kind of like a fighty asshole could also yeah. be a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it would fit the sort of concept I've got already, so I'm going to go with a volatile. Okay, cool. So and he's then, just a huge asshole. I'm really into yeah. it, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then for your dark power, you come up with a name for your dark power if you know its name. And uh, you can choose a title from the list um, to describe them, or you can give me the ability to pick all of that. So what I had in mind is I was going to go with the Connoisseur, and okay. I was going to call him Old Nick. Old Nick the Connoisseur? Yeah. That's good. That is good. He's a That's... man of wealth and taste. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he needs um, people to beat up people for him. Exactly. So, um, the interpretation of what exactly your dark power is like, there's a lot of different ways to do that. Is he, like, on some other plane that you contact him through? Or is he, like, a physical entity who's just around? I, I don't know. I figure he's mostly, like, like hellbound. Okay. He might... I, I don't... He might have an avatar who's just some, like, rich dude. I see. With not, that without makes any sense. particular powers beyond being the literal physical incarnation of... Pr probably not the Satan, but a Satan. Yeah. <laughs> a lesser Satan, maybe. Yeah. Or uh, a medium Satan. A minor Satan. Satan. <laughs> a yeah. minor what? Satan. One of the Dukes, like one of those Goetia. Yeah, of yeah exactly. <laughs> one of those Goetia guys who's got like twelve legions and rules over like, like June or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, okay, cool. And then you have your moves. Um, you start off with Soul Debt, and so yeah, that's the dark power. Um, and you get to choose two bargains that it has with you, and they're kind of like spells you have. Yeah. Um, and also something to note. Uh, the dark power can hold strings on you, uh, and whenever yeah. it collects five strings against you, automatically you go into darkest self. Which darkest uh, self is great. Can I do that one? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. You can't get what you need anymore. The world has left you cold and alone, shivering in the wake of your own addictions. 
The dark power will make some open-ended demands of you, and it'll promise you some lucrative and perhaps volatile things in return. Every demand you fulfill brings you a little closer to feeling whole again, to rekindling the fire in your heart. Whenever you fulfill those demands, remove a string it holds on you. You escape your darkest self when the dark power has no more strings on you, or when you agree to an even worse bargain with an even more dangerous dark power. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome! Oh good. Oh my yeah. god, that's so good! It's yeah. really good. That's, that's consolidating your hell debts until Beelzebub himself is like, well, well, well. Wow, you're just, me really, the Infernal is really just like digging your hole deeper and deeper. That's so good. Oh, that's so yeah. Faustian. Okay. It's really good. Oh, good choice, man. It's really excellent, excellent character choice. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, you, you have a list of potential bargains you can pick. And uh, what are you looking at there? Okay. So there's a few really good ones. Mm, so I'm still. I like uncanny voices a lot. Yeah, uh, you can give the dark power a string in order to realize a secret about someone you're talking to. The owner, the owner of the character, will reveal one of their secret fears, secret desires, or secret strengths, and they get to choose. <gasps> Which I think will be really great for like intimidating people. Yeah, definitely. Or, like, sort of bullying them into doing things. Yeah. Man, he really is just an asshole, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but more and more, this character kind of is formed. It's like, wow, what an asshole. Yeah. I love it. He's, yeah, he's so an asshole, I, and it's he's also giving me every tool I need to screw him over, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, he's doomed from the start. I might as well just, like, keep digging and see if I find How any gold. You can... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely uncanny voices and, uh, Numbing it out, where I uh, give the dark power a string to remove a condition or up to two harm, is yeah. good. And the power flows through you, where you give the dark power a string to add two to your next roll. Yeah, Ooh, those are, that's a really good one. After this, like the power flows through you, since it seems like you can use it on any roll. Mm -hmm. So, it, it depends on if I want to be like hyper competent or like invincible. Yeah. That's a good... Which, as far as choices go, is the sort I like. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for reference, uh, conditions. They're not like conditions tend to be in other games. Uh, conditions in Monster Hearts mostly boil down to ways that people perceive you. So instead of things like um, poisoned or cold or something like that, you're going to kick conditions like a jerk or pushover. <laughs> Good. Just settle Just Mark the Infernal with Jerk already. <laughs> Tried to skateboard and totally beefed up. <laughs> and the thing about uh, the the thing about conditions then is that um, when someone rolls against you and they modify their actions so that it's taking advantage of your condition, they get a bonus to that. Okay. So that okay. if someone is trying to shut you down and they say, hey, you're just a big jerk, they get a bonus to it. <laughs> yeah, because that's how real life works. It is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I think I'm going, to, I'm going to go with a numbing it out. Okay. Now that I know a little bit more about it. Because I, I want that sort of thing to slide right off him. Yeah. So people, it's like, it's like you're a jerk. It's like, yeah, what you going to do about it? <laughs> your your harsh words mean nothing because I just let a little more of my soul into Satan's grasp. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I'm running for president in 2016. <laughs> Make America like, great again. 
Don't like it, take it up with Beelzebub. Uh, okay, great. And then, uh, yeah, and then you get one more uh, infernal move you can pick, uh, which is Dark Recruiter. When you bring an innocent soul to the dark power, mark experience. That's really good. Um, yeah. Oh, unknowable. That's related to lashing out physically, so that's pretty rough. Yeah. When you lash out so, physically at someone on a 10 and up, they lose one string on you. Um, and then on a 7 to 9, uh, you can ha you can optionally make them lose a string on you. It is nice that you can like beat the emotional connections out of people. Yes, <laughs> I like that. Um, I sort of like can't save myself. That is good. Whenever somebody saves me from forces too powerful for me to reckon with, which I imagine is going to happen frequently, <laughs> they mark experience and I gain a string on them. So I sort of like the idea that I might. Uh, complete piece of shit but I'm also a project <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe you can help me yeah exactly <laughs> like very much the the I can save him no no yeah, you can't yeah. he's an asshole <laughs> look at me and my abs <laughs> you can redeem me uh, that's a really good pick though <laughs> yeah I think that's something I want to go with yeah and it's also going to be interesting because the other two players are also assholes. So let's see if they're <laughs> yes. ever interested. Like, yes. if they're, it'll give them an incentive. Like, I won't, don't want to save that guy, but I'll get experience out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we just oh. everybody's just irredeemable. My God. Have we brought up the infernal sex move yet? Oh no, we haven't. Okay, when you have sex, the dark power loses a string on you and gains a string on whoever you had sex with. <gasps> Shut oh, up! That's so evil. <laughs> when you bang oh, Mark, your bag follows. Sink. Oh shit! Like this is actually like a low scale. It follows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you're right though. Holy shit! <laughs> oh my this god. dick is cursed. <laughs> <laughs> hey baby, you want this cursed dick? <laughs> I had great. It's like, man, I had great sex last night, but man, why does my bathroom mirror keep bleeding? This is unfortunate. Snakes have begun manifesting in my house physically. <laughs> you know, oh I mean, man, that's was, our biggest I mean, audio it was amazing. spike yet. It was amazing last night for sure, but um, when we were done, all I could hear was like Gregorian chanting. Like everywhere. I mean, it was even coming from my phone. Just honest, honest. You know, like this guy walked up to me and said he wanted to write a write a write a book about it. And he said it was going to be called Rosemary's Baby. It was just weird because my name isn't Rosemary. But... I think that is the infernal locked down. There's still yeah. the strings to distribute, but we do that at the end. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Um, then moving on, it, next up is the queen. So, first off, All right. what kind of name would you like? Uh, I was looking at the uh, suggestions for uh, the names, like the sort of themes. One of them is, uh, like, so there's a cold-sounding name, a harsh-sounding name, a name-evoking leadership, and a lordly name. Mm. And keeping in mind uh, kind of how I want to direct this queen, I was thinking of uh, lordly names and okay. names-evoking leadership. And, like, I was reminded for a moment of No More Heroes and decided to name this character Bishop. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's a very good uh, kind of androgynous leader name. Yeah. So I'm about it. Uh, will you be going with a uh, non-binary character? Uh, that's the plan, yeah. Okay, cool. 
Um, then for look, how about the looks there? Uh, the look I went with uh, domineering mm -hmm. with captivating eyes. Nice. 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 Oh my god. And uh, what origin? Oh yeah, it would be a uh, cult leader then, wouldn't it? Yes, it would very much be a cult leader. Cool. <laughs> I am... I, oh, I'm not going to say much, but I'm trying to think of ways to reconcile this with the other uh, player character option I was considering. <laughs> so, we'll see when that comes up. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, so then, for stats, uh, what uh, you have hot and cold at one, and um, volatile and dark at minus one. So, okay, which would you like to boost? Oh, so I, oh, you add one. Um, yeah. I'm going to boost dark. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Get that to zero, even it out, so you can do some abyss caving. Mm -hmm. You start off with uh, the click. Uh, you're ahead of the toughest, coolest, most powerful click around. They count as a gang. And this is actually something that I only discovered recently, but that means though your gang can have some kind of abstracted things, the main focus is that if you ever make a roll and your gang is helping you, you add one to your roll. It's simple as that. Yep. Yeah. A lot of these Apocalypse World-based uh, games have uh, stuff for uh, gangs, and it's always like really interesting to see what it is yeah yeah like in the game we played your character picked up some lackeys later on but to start with there was one guy who was the basically the mayor of their little post-apocalyptic town and there was another who was the head of a, a motorcycle gang so yeah it's real cool so yeah uh, you get your clique and you get to choose one of their strengths and what do you want to go for that I hate to be obvious, yeah. but they're cultists with dark oaths and willingness to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, let's just go all out, man, for sure. Bishop won't call them lemmings to their face, but... <laughs> no, 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 but no, no, you've just, you've just maxed out their friend route, that's all. Yeah, They'll die yeah. for you now. You've maxed out your social links with them, dude, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you get to choose uh, another move. You have a couple different options. Uh, I like the shield, which is when they're like literally surrounding you, you subtract one from any rolls against you. Uh -huh. Or NPCs act at disadvantage. That's one of the things about uh, Apocalypse World-based games. I'm not going to be rolling any dice. The rolling is all on your behalf, but I will oh. introduce like narrative things that could lead to that you have to roll against, more or less. I am torn between the shield, just out of pure utilitarianness, mm. but also between streaming, which, yeah. to describe it, uh, you have a telepathic connection with your gang members. You can always hear their emotions and fears, though you can also attempt to hear specific thoughts by rolling gaze into the abyss and adding one. I mean, That's really good. Streaming is pretty So I useful. think I want to go with that, because yeah. I like the idea of just having a, a posse that I can always like know what's up. Yeah. So like it, it kind of works into uh, one of the other uh, queen origins, which is uh, the uh, the firstborn of the hive mind. Yeah, <laughs> I I really like uh, that concept a lot. So I think I'm gonna go streaming. Okay, so, like, cool. Does that mean if 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 his gang or if their gang was elsewhere, like they they'd be able to just tap into it? Oh, that's amazing. Yep. Oh wow. Okay, yep. that yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, in fiction, do you think this is like some kind of ability you just did yourself, or is it as a result of some kind of ritual you performed? I think it's an ability that that Bishop has herself. Okay, which is why they're the leader of this cult. That makes sense. Is because they're the one who can keep everything together. That's cool. And uh, so, 
uh, we can flesh it out a little bit more later, but uh, just what kind of cult do you have in mind here? Uh, what kind of, like, beliefs and values, or what are they getting out of it, more or less? Um, uh, beliefs and values, I have to think more about that. I know what their ultimate goal is. Okay. Which is to summon Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, so they want to summon the Feathered Serpent God. Okay, nice. And are going to do whatever it takes to get that. As far as, uh, goals, or, what do you say aside from values? Like, uh, beliefs, I guess? Like, do Beliefs. they think uh, you're the avatar or the herald or something of Quetzalcoatl, or you, or you just someone who's going to make it happen? No, they think I'm the only person that can make it happen. Okay. On account of like, literally being able to hear what they're thinking at all times that and makes having sense. like high grade sort of things, do and I can tap into some sort of un unknowable realm as a result of that. Do you believe that, or is it just a convenient way to get them following you? Uh, it's a little of column A, a little of column B. That's fair. I think they, uh, I think Bishop thinks that there is something more there, but they don't real, but they uh, definitely play up their understanding of how that works, uh, more so than they actually, like, know of it. That's great. Like, they're like, yeah, there's definitely something happening here, but, uh, by which I mean, uh, I am in contact with the, uh, spirit realm, and, uh, Quetzalcoatl is guiding my every action. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. And then, right under that... Oh, uh, do you want to talk about, like, uh, Sex Move, Darkest Self, any of those? Oh, of course. Uh, the Sex Move for uh, for the Queen is when you have sex with someone, they gain the condition one of them. While the condition remains, this person counts as a part of your gang. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. Shit. Oh, yeah. my Which means God. After, after Bishop has sex with someone, not only are they a part of my gang, but that also means, like, I can read... I, I can presumably read to their their emotions and fears and read into their darker thoughts. Yeah. Etc. etc. And Darkest Self is they failed you. This is all their fault, and there's no reason why you should have to suffer the consequences of their idiocy. You need to make an example out of each of them. A cruel and unwavering example. You escape your darkest self when you relinquish part of your power over to someone more deserving. Or when you destroy an innocent person in order to prove your might. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Awesome. I think So basically when when they when when someone causes difficulty for the cult, I have to remind them who's in charge. Yeah. Often in a very cruel and awful, awful way. This the is sex also move is so insidious. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really good. We got some good sex moves here. Um Yeah, the vampire's not gonna definitely has even more reason to be abstinent because both of these sex moves are a really bad deal for them. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. I'm just gonna let you two just, like, literally screw each other over, hat. <laughs> yeah, I think that we could get some great mutual destruction going on here. Oh, yeah, yes, I just God. let the two of them just salt, salt and burn each other's earth. They'll be great. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, okay. Then I think, yeah, that is also all set up and then moving on we got the vampire last but not least exactly so what do you think of her names um i i have to admit i literally just want to pick the name jessamine because it's jessamine's good it's the name of the empress from dishonored and i just got finished oh. playing that like two weeks ago so uh, oh nice so, yeah, that works i've been myself. looking to uh pre-order that so i can actually get the first one. Oh nice. my god it's uh it's good yeah not to talk too much looks, about video I games because i've got a whole podcast things. about that um, but but yeah, if you if you like God, here we go. Um, just the long and short of it is, if you love like really really insanely in depth world building, you you mm. can do no you can do no better than Dishonored. Dishonored feels like 
they actually made a game because they said, well, we have all of this world building. What do we do with it? And then they were like, well, let's build a game around it. Why not? Um, I did. Oh, I like that. It, it I is, did once watch an LP where someone read every book and they found uh, gay erotica twice. Yes, there's gay erotica. Um, there's there's whole long, long novels detailing just the, the religious rites and ceremonies and things like that. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling how in-depth the lore for, uh, for a very short little first-person self-game actually is. Um, mm. You can beat the game in a handful of hours, but there's just tons of lore in there. So, yeah, there's my endorsement for, cool. Dis- for, for Dishonored. Sorry, carry on. Jessamine. All right. It's yeah. okay. So, yeah, Jessamine. And then for a look, how are you thinking there? Um... I'm so torn between intense and old-fashioned. Ooh, uh, yeah, and I guess that'll kind of depend on when your character was turned, huh? I mean, you right. could be old-fashioned, and st- you could be just one of those guys who thinks that the Victorian era was really cool, and that's what led to you getting bit by a vampire. Right. <laughs> God. Um. Really bad. I love it, though. I kind of like the idea of a newly turned old-fashioned person, and okay. maybe not so much because they're like super into Victorian era, but almost like, almost like an old soul, if that makes sense. Yeah, Just somebody yeah. who kind of has like that whole, the carrying themselves of somebody from a much longer period, but they're actually not that, they're not terribly old in comparison to other vampires. That sounds good, yeah. And then how about eyes? Um... For sure, hungry eyes. Hungry <laughs> eyes. Hungry eyes. Yeah. And uh, origin. Uh, I think I kind of just revealed it already, but newly yeah. reborn. And I okay. mean, like not, not like very newly, not like twenty minutes ago. More like right. maybe ten, fifteen years ago. But in comparison oh, to okay. other vampires. Um, that that works. Certainly newly reborn in like that context. So yeah. Okay. Uh, this actually does raise the first time I have a question like this, which is, um, so what's the deal with you going to college then? Is it something you do on a regular basis, or is it something new? I think it's something new, for sure, where it's more like a, maybe the first time they were bitten they missed out on the experience, or she missed mm. out on the experience, um, or it, it's almost like an exploration to kind of see like a part of society that maybe she missed out on the first time. Um, That's great. And maybe it's just because, hey, college is full of young, horny people who are willing to let yeah. somebody bite them in the bed uh, and won't ask too many questions about it, frankly. If somebody, you know, starts <laughs> chewing on your... If somebody starts chewing on your neck in the back of somebody's car, they might not mind so much as an adult would. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I like it. So, then for stats, what do, uh, you have hot and cold, both at one, and then uh, volatile and dark at minus one. Um, let's do, because the Infernal has done volatile, and our Queen has done dark, let's boost hot. Okay, yeah. And then, or, uh, well, you... no, wait, hold on. Hmm? Cold. Okay. Because... Considering the sex moves of, of asshole A and asshole B, it it might be in my best interest to be able to shut somebody down. That sounds about <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be strategic here because these two uh, have very dangerous sex moves. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay, then, uh, speaking of moves, uh, you have two to choose from. And this is... They're all pretty supernatural. Okay. So, um... A couple different ones. You can have hypnosis powers if you want. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, you can only do it when they have no strings on you, though. Which is interesting. Um, right. there's invited. You cannot invent or in enter a home without being invited. And whenever someone invites you, you get a string on them. Uh, there's one for when you feed on someone, you, um can gaze into the abyss with a boost to know where they are so you right. can sort of track them down uh the feeding is pretty integral i'm kind of surprised it isn't core but i guess it makes sense they want options for vampires that aren't as hunger defined like that's mm -hmm. kind of the ghouls thing right uh but so uh <coughs> so the first time you ever feed on someone you both mark experience and you have to choose two out of three which is that you heal one harm, you carry one forward to your next roll, and they don't die. So okay. either so either they don't die and you have to choose one bonus, or you can get two bonuses and they are definitely gonna they, die from it. And they absolutely die. Yes. Uh, which kind of which kind of you'd almost want them to not die if you were also gonna pick March for the hunt. Exactly. So, okay. And then, and then there's uh, cold as ice, um, which is just when you shut someone down, you can choose an extra option from the list so you can do more stuff to them by shutting them down. Okay, I actually saw that. What do they mean? When you successfully um, shut someone down, you may choose an extra option from the 7 out of 9 list. Is that like another list that I'm not... Oh, um... So, okay, uh, every move... I haven't been talking about this, but uh, for every move you're rolling uh, 2d6s and adding okay. whatever modifier you have. Right. A 7 to 9 is a success, but it's usually a success on a condition. And a 10 and up is just like a ding, you get it, no questions asked. Right. On a 6 and lower, it means that you don't get it, and also I have to pull out a hard move. Like, in Monster Hearts and Apocalypse World, failure never means nothing happens. Okay. It means something bad happens. Okay. So, um, by default, let's see, your basic moves for when you uh, shut someone down... On a 7 to 9, you have to choose, you each give a condition to each other, or mm -hmm. you each lose a string on each other. And okay. so, if you've got the cold as ice, you could do both. Oh, wow. Okay. Dang. Okay. And then, inescapable, uh, you may spend a string on someone to demand that they will not walk out on you. If they still yeah. do, gain two strings on them. Ooh. Oh man, yeah. these are all really good. How do you pick? Um, <laughs> They're all real good. Because I really like, of all of them, I like March for the Hunt a lot. Mm. I like the feeding. And I like Hypnotic. It's Let all really see. good. It's a lot Let's of sexy moves. Rat <laughs> but then again, Hypnotic relies on hot. Yeah, it does. And Cold as Ice relies on cold, which is what I've got better. Um, yeah. and maybe I, I'm overthinking this. Let's do for now because because when we when you gain experience, you also get to pick a new one, right? Am I right? Right, right. Yes, okay. yes. Every five experience points you get, you get to pick a new move. Okay, then um, let's do. You can also boost your stats. Okay. Or get a gang. Any st any uh, skin can actually pick up a gang, but the queen is the only one who starts with one. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. For um, a vampire, that means a vampire coterie. 
So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Even more yeah. vampires. Uh, but yeah. let's start with the feeding and march for the hunt. Okay. Because um, I feel like those can be pretty. Uh, They're kind of integral. Apologies about the yeah. dogs if you can hear them. Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah. And we'll that do. Sounds, yeah. And we'll do. Um, for the feeding, it can be they don't die. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you carry one forward. Oh, oh no! Uh, you choose that every time you feed. Hmm? Oh, you choose okay. it every time you feed. It's not something oh, you do okay. right then. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's interesting. Cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, that's all set up. So now let's move on to strings. Uh, this is called the backstory. And this is a really neat little thing. It's in all of the Powered by the Apocalypse games. And it's really good for establishing bonds, pre existing bonds, even, uh, in new parties. So we're going through this one at a time and we're going to distribute strings in this way. Do not write down how many strings um, someone else has on you. Uh, when you give away strings, that's up to them to record. Okay. Um, so just, just record how many strings you have on other people. So on your sheet, just write down uh, the names of the other PCs just to see how many strings you get on each other. Okay, let me open up some kind of note-taking thing real fast. Okay. Okay, so for the Infernal, um, you owe debts, give away three strings, divided in any way you like between the Dark Power and the other characters. Mm. So, do you, uh, if you want, you can give three strings to one person, you can give one string to each, and I think, yeah, since it's Dark Power and other characters, in theory you could give strings to NPCs, but um, I think by yeah. default you're just... Yeah. That's not fine, though. Yeah, okay. Hmm. So yeah, you could just give three to your dark power right away and just be automatically nearly on the cusp of your darkest self. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I sort of want to, since I'm yeah. a giant mess, I sort of want to entangle myself and everybody immediately. Okay. So I will give one to each. One to the dark power and one to both of the other PCs. Okay, cool. Uh, so write down next to Mark just one. Um, and so this probably represents itself as like actual debts. So I hadn't really established this yet, but I was thinking we're in about the first week of freshman year, but there's also been kind of an extended orientation process where people are going through all of these intolerable like uh, class unity building exercises, like playing tug of war and crap and learning mm -hmm. the school songs or whatever. Um, so you guys, if you don't know each other from like high school and such, and you probably don't know the vampire from high school, um, mm -hmm. you at least know each other for about a week or so. So what kind of debts do you think you've built up so far? And this is something, we can also leave this vague if you want, but if you want to do that now. Hmm. The vampire is the rough one. Uh, Bishop, I think, like, what? what's the... Does the cult have any sort of... Like, any sort of... Um, sort of, like, mundane stuff they get into? Uh, mundane as in how? Like, do I buy weed from any of them? 
Um, they don't have that necessarily, but I mean, <laughs> I like, you probably could. Yeah, I'm sure some of them have a have a mundane priorities aside from trying to summon a snake god. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so, so any debt to them gets translated to bishop. Yeah. Just naturally. Or maybe one of them did just legit help me out. Mm, yeah. Like that's possible. There is a nebulously defined number of them, so... Yeah, I think it's yeah. three by default. You can name them. Well, there's three NPCs who are in the gang, but it doesn't specify how many people are actually in the gang. That's true. Yeah. Because the three is just for the uh, strings that I get. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Okay, and so then with the... Uh, Jessamine, do you want to define that now or leave it? We can just have it later on. Like, while you guys are interacting... Uh, she could bring up, hey, you still owe me for X, and we'd just yeah. be rolling with that. Right. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. And then, uh, someone thinks they can save you, gain a string on them. Who thinks that they can drag this angry boy <laughs> out of the mud? This angry sad sack. Maybe... Maybe Bishop would find me a valuable cultist. Maybe that's why they're well, maybe that's why they're trying to help me. Then I owe them. Maybe. That's up to you. I'm like asking for volunteers. Hmm. I don't want to push myself on anybody it's yet. Hard. Yeah, I'm not. Hmm. You know, I'm thinking just for the sense of for better interactions. Maybe Jessamine isn't quite. Maybe it's almost like a. Like, why are you here? Maybe it is like a thing where you know somebody from high school, but mm. like they should be, like they should still be in high school. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to like. I'm sorry. I'm trying to like think of this math. Sorry, where it's like if one of them knew her from high school, she was a, a senior at the time, and they were freshmen. And then when they get to high, get to college, she's still like you know like nineteen years old looking, but should be like mm. twenty five. You know what I mean? So like kind of the inverse of the uh, of the uh, Edward deal. Yeah, yeah. Almost yeah. it's like well we've we've grown up and you haven't. So what the hell is going on? Kind of thing. Okay. So that way and there could still be that chance for for interactions from back in the day. But there's That's still cool. that weirdness, like that inherent weirdness of being like, well, wait, why haven't you changed at all? You know, what's going on? You know, kind of like and a she, weird mystery. And she would have, like, she would know how far Mark has fallen in, like, the past, like, four years. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So, like, back in the day when they were just, like, you know, younger. Yeah. And now, you, uh -huh. now you'd know. He wasn't necessarily a nice kid, but he was a kid. Yeah. Just like a fourteen-year-old kid for sure. Yeah. So like, yeah, that would work. Cool. Okay. So yeah, the vampire thinks they can save you. Yeah, I'll take it. Sure. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so yeah, that is that's something that he's writing down on his sheet. Yeah. So does that mean I now have three strings on dude? Um. No. Um. You you just ha you just have uh one string from the one he gave away. I can okay. I can move that to my dark power. I, I was actually thinking for ease I could just move them all over. Since it is sort of difficult to justify some, just with the setup we have. Um, you know what? I can I can help you sort it out later. The exact math of it. 
Okay. okay. So so long as we so long as we've got the basic idea of how we want to distribute things. Alright. Um, mm-hmm. The queen, name three NPCs who are members of their gang, gain a string on each. Uh-huh. I'm going to say, uh, to draw a little bit from real life, uh, Hollis, Devin, and Emery are their names. Okay. <laughs> and then my other one uh, is... Okay. Okay, yeah. Oh, do you want me to like, I, I, read those out? I was, just, I was just writing it down. Uh, don't worry. Okay. Then, uh, then you find someone... You find someone threatening. Give them a string on you and take two strings on them. I feel like the threatening person... It's hard because on one hand, uh, Jessamine. Yeah. Because Jessamine. <laughs> on the other hand, Levi's character because Levi's character is a violent infernal. <laughs> and like, oh, hey, I don't want to get beaten up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say... Uh, Jessamine, though. Okay. Because I feel like uh, I feel like Bishop might think that their uh, their own vampiric kind of uh, goals could risk derailing the uh, their own mission. Okay. So uh, write down two next to Jessamine's name, and uh, Jessamine uh, write down a one uh, next to Bishop's name. Cool. Okay. Also, actually, you know what? Uh, doing these like tick marks is probably better because they'll be racking up. But okay, right. so yeah, those are taken care of. And the vampire, oh, vampire is good. You're beautiful. Gain a string on everyone. So just I'm add so one excited. on both of the characters, and then Great. someone once saved your unlife. They gain two strings on you. Oh, um. Well, okay. Since it seems like now that we've kind of helped establish this a little bit more, let's give them to Mark. Okay. Nice. Because I feel yeah. like they have a. It's already kind of being established, but they have a very weird kind of backstory going on of just like knowing this guy when he was a younger, stupid high school freshman, and mm. now they're both in college together. And it's kind of like, wait, who are you? You're not the same kind of person, you know? So, yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's give him to Mark for sure. Excellent. Nice. Okay, cool. And. Yeah, those, so that's strings, we've got that dealt with, and then there's one more uh, little detail that uh, Saturn will be familiar with, and yeah, you know what, mm. uh, Sarah might remember. Um, we are highlighting stats, so, um, oh, yay. so um, in other RPGs, you get experience by, like, killing monsters and doing quests, or you just have them handed out to you at the end of a mission or something like that. In Monster Hearts, uh, unless powers say otherwise, the only way you can get experience is by rolling with your highlighted stats. Ooh. So, um, I will pick one, and whoever has the most strings on you will pick one. <gasps> and um, oh. those two stats, uh-huh. whenever you roll them, you mark experience. And so this basically boils down to... Um, deciding what do you want to see this character do. And it also gives you a way to uh, get to sort of fail forward if like one of your low stats gets highlighted. You can roll with that and do crappily and you still get experience from it. Oh, All right. okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, starting off, um, yeah, we'll just go in uh, alphabetical order of the uh, skins again. So who has the most strings on Mark? 
Um, I have none. I have oh. two. Okay, then. Uh, what stat do you want to see Mark roll with? Uh, hold on, let me go up to the Infernal. I want to see... Let's see, hold on. Crap. It's the only problem playing on a laptop is I have this terrible, terrible little computer screen to see everything on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Infernal. Um. Alright. Sure. Let's do cold. Okay. Oh. Uh-huh. And, um, I will highlight hot, because I want to see this guy at least try to manipulate people, even if he thinks with his fists a lot. Alright. And we'll be and we'll be able to shift highlights around, too, but this is just the initial one. Okay. Yeah. Um, then, who has the most strings on Bishop? I've got two on Bishop. Does Mark have, have any? any? No. Okay, then. Then yet. Mark and Bishop are completely untethered. <laughs> awesome. Um, um, we'll, we'll fix that, I'm sure, immediately. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so then, again, that's uh, I get to choose one. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's how it works. This is what I've always wanted. Uh, let's say... Uh, gosh, I'm so. Let's do dark. Okay, yeah. All right, uh, that just works. Just out of curiosity to see kind of what happens there. And um, I think I'm gonna have to go with hot again, just because I want to see the cultists try and do some cult manipulation. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, variety's fun, but I can't deny that it's what I want to see. So yeah. Right. Highlight, hot, and dark. And then finally, the vampire. Um, So, for someone who wants to save the unlife, would that that be Mark? Does anyone have more than two? I have three. I have have two also. Oh, okay. Oh, alright. There you go. Okay, then yeah. What stat would you want to see Jessamine rolling with? Let me see here. And uh, which one did you put your extra point in? What did cold, I, I think. Yeah, it, it was, was in cold. cold. You're right. Hmm. I'm going to beat Owen to the punch and go with hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and just so I that we, was... just so we can get this. Uh, sweet drama experience in here ASAP. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And I was actually going to go for Volatile, so you can live your tanking dreams anyway. Oh, thanks, Owen. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see How this sweet. dignified lady get into some brawls or get run away from them. Get they super, both apply. super pissed off at everybody. Don't worry, that's what I do best, so... Uh, okay, so there were some other things I wanted to do uh, for fleshing out... Um, the campus and the other kids in your class and stuff but it's getting close to the two hour mark and I don't want to have to break this up into multiple episodes so how about we do that off screen that sounds All good right. that would be a good idea okay yeah, cool. cool with me well um thanks everyone for listening to us just kind of dick around with this game uh look forward to us dicking around with it more but things actually happen I'm really excited, though. I actually yeah. am pretty excited. I'm liking this this cast of just, like, 
somehow the the vampire seems to almost be maybe the best of the bunch but considering yeah. one of them is a cult leader and the other is uh, a violent dickhead um, it should be uh, <laughs> I love that I love that uh, well hey come on I love that, that overshadows his cool actual way. connections to Satan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wonder why Satan's hanging out with that guy <laughs> he's just a violent I mean I mean yeah I thought sure. Satan was better than this I mean yeah sure he sold his soul to the devil but I mean he's really just an asshole you know mm. I mean, oh god, god. I had... god he didn't have to be oh, such no. an ass about it Jesus can I can I retroactively insert one more detail about Bishop? Yes. Sure, yeah. yeah. We'll be doing Which this on the fly they definitely masquerade their cult as the college's anime club. <gasps> oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank oh you, my. God. Oh. That is... Um, uh. Mark is so embarrassed to be indebted to that guy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God, I, yes. Just... Fine, just don't let people don't let people see me with you. Oh my god, yes, that's uh, amazing. Just we've... can you imagine? It's just a bunch of shut-ins now. That's all I can see. Yeah. Is it's just a bunch of weirdo shut-ins hanging around this strangely compelling dude who's just like everybody looks at him or, or at them, sorry. Um it's okay. just like like why are they all there with them? I don't understand. Uh, amazing. Just amazing. That's the mystery. Yeah. And then. <laughs> you know, I, I can't believe my feathered serpent god is, could possibly be as cute as the hot new anime of summer. Oh, god, so. no. oh, I think we're gonna have to call it there. I don't think we can top that. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Thanks. Thanks for listening. This has been Big Gay Nerds. Keep. Stay tuned. Right. Don't touch that dial. It's the computer. We'll it doesn't even later. have dials. Well, Where like, did you, you know, buy a computer that has a dial on it? And it's where can I get one? Oh, or it's like Fallout. There's, there's has little dials on it too. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. let's go. Um, before yeah. this gets any yeah. nerdier and gayer. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got plenty of time for that later. later. Bye. Bye. All right, have a good night. night.